0: This episode is brought to you by DungeonNotebook.com, makers of the Tome of Delving, a hardcover notebook for keeping track of your 5th edition character. It has a place for your stats, your spells, your familiars, your inventory, all the essential things that each class needs, plus plenty of room to write down your adventure. The book comes in an awesome dust jacket and even has a ribbon bookmark so you don't lose your place. Go to DungeonNotebook.com and upgrade your character sheet today. <laughs>
1: What's up, and welcome to Difficulty Class, a podcast about all things Dungeons & Dragons. I'm one of your hosts, Allie Deichman, and with me this week is...
0: Trevor Bettis.
1: That's right, and this week we'll be talking about the state of our games. But, you know, before we get into that, I uh, just want to mention we did release a bonus episode this week. It was about the yes. new Unearthed Arcana, the feats that they released. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't seen it yet. And, well, Trevor... Should should you start, or do you want me to start?
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, th- this episode is mainly going to be, like, kind of our, uh, like, a, a conversation about how games yeah. have been going for us over the summer, over quarantine, over all the crazy stuff going on. Um, so that's why we were like, hey, we're not going to start with how are your games this week, because the whole thing is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go check out the bonus episode. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know. Uh, I, I think what we could do is uh, this is going to be very conversational. Um, it's going to be very laid back kind of podcast where we're just kind of talking about our games and how we're changing things up and what new things we picked up because we haven't had a chance to do that. Like if you've been listening along, we've uh, we did that basically two months of actual play games, which yeah. was a lot of fun and I love doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, w- you and I, we kind of decided early on that we weren't gonna talk to each other about our games because we were kind of saving it. Yeah. And so this is where it's at. Um so forgive us if we if we go into like too much story detail on our games and stuff. Uh but uh but no, I, I, I think I think you should I think you should go first.
1: All right. Um, well, I'm not entirely precisely sure where we left off. All I remember is that I think I was talking to you guys about everything being in the abyss and terrible um
0: <laughs> sounds familiar um
1: essentially my group uh they were in the abyss because they were chasing after one of the player characters dad he, he is essentially his that he was the next big bad in this overall campaign and his plan was to essentially uh become a god and mm-hmm. to do that he wanted to take the uh the, the the godhood what was that what's that work it's uh, uh ooh, i oh.
0: don't know godhood sounds right yeah
1: that works <laughs> there's, <Power? laughs> There there's there's a word that's similar to mortality but not but it's for gods. immortality i don't know i'll think about it later probably in moment, <laughs> so. um but he wanted to take the godhood of like the essence of Orcus essentially, and he wanted to take over, and so he he stole Orcus's wand from the vaults that it was in Gontelgrim, and he managed to fly away with it. And he went, he his plan was to destroy the wand to absorb its power, mm-hmm. and to do that, there was a very specific way to destroy the wand, and I. St- took it straight out of the DMG. I'm like, hey, you gotta have the dude whose spine is the actual wand come back and you gotta have that dude go to the, the positive energy plane to do it. So I'm like, all right, well, where's this hero that <laughs> this spine came from and who would be going up against Orcus of all people? So I'm like, well, it's gotta be someone pretty powerful. So I decided it would be an archfey. Um, and so in order to get this archfey person, uh, back from the dead, <laughs> this necromancer big bad, he's like, okay, well, I gotta go get the body. And so he has to travel to the Archfey lands. And so to do that, there's very specific portals from the Feywild to get there. And so these my, the party at this point is trying to follow him. They're like always two steps, just barely behind this man. And there's so many little steps in between and they're just trying to keep up with them. And then finally they realize... He's going into the abyss. He's one track away from from being able to destroy the wand. Because Spencer and his character Roland had this wonderful overthinking moment. Where it was like, okay, if they destroy the wand, there's like one of three possibilities that come out of it. One, he becomes a god and we lose hope. Two, he destroys the wand and nothing happens because the magic just disperses. Three... He destroys the wand, and the magic has nowhere to go but back into the weave, and the weave at this point is already weak because of the spell plague, and it'll just destroy the weave and therefore no more magic for any of us.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And- <laughs> I want to remind everyone,
0: this is the- she's using stuff from the lore, but this is homebrew.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, with that in mind, they're like, well, we can't let this happen. We can't let any of those three options happen. So... Um, they weren't the only ones to come to that conclusion. Um, in the Feywild, when they were when they were racing to follow the uh, Saphir's dad, um, Valindra showed up, and she oh shit she's like, hey, I hear we have a problem, and so <laughs> they yeah. actually teamed up through the abyss. Valindra, this lich, going through the abyss, taking down undead left and right. Meanwhile, the party going through, trying to get into places that she physically can't because she's undead herself and in the end they manage to find where uh, Lucian Malkanis is and it's this and he's just totally already just decrepit and he's being like completely overrun with the wand the wand is completely changing his own goals as he has it and Right before they're about to take him down, he resurrects the guy because he got the last piece of the soul he needed. And the guy comes up under the big bad's control. So this is a guy that stood toe-to-toe with Orcus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they not only have to fight against an archfey that can hold up to Orcus himself, they also have to fight Lucian Malkanis, who is this big necromancer slash bladesinger. And oh, he also has the wand of Orcus powers within him because he's already been like adapted to it, and it's just like I have those two ca- those two monster sheets, and it's they were literally like an entire page of stat block, like Holy eight and a half shit. by an eleven, and like I'll, I'll share That's a him. legendary fight. Yeah, I'll, I'll share them when this episode comes out because I was rather proud oh, cool. of those. Yeah, um, but it was it was such a cool fight because he was summoning like crazy shit left and right, and then the. The Archfey, which, um, lore-wise, he's a sea- he's a god of the sea. Um, and he was pretty much just drowning people left and right, just summoning water inside of people. And they're like, I can't breathe. And it's like, he did that to Valindra, and she's like, just flips him off. <laughs> like, I don't need to breathe anyways. <laughs> and between Valindra, like, seizing control, like, succeeding, finally, on a, like, on a control spell keeping this god in place, and then the players having this water elemental gem that they've had since, like, level three. Oh, my God. They popped it on the god of the sea. And because they they got a tip from another archfey that said, if he has enough of his own soul in there, he could probably gain control back. He just needs a little help. And so the players were thinking, we have a water elemental stick his ass in water and he may he might come back and you know what i was like fuck it that's the coolest thing ever yes (laughs) 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 so by the time that like half the players are down and the it's like it's been just the final round and this water elemental is just swirling inside this god like they're sharing the same space and at some point things just kind of get quiet one of the players stops drowning as the god turns to face the big bad and just points at him, and you just see Lucian drop his sword as he starts drowning in place. Oh! And like Lucian, like Saphir, Lucian's son goes up, and he just final word of just like you son of a bitch. I hope you die, <laughs> like in hell, <laughs> you rotten hell forever. As he just murders the guy and finally handles that big bad.
0: Holy shit! This okay, so listeners, I don't, you, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the podcast for a while, and you know the how you've been doing. This is a villain she's had. How
1: long have you had this villain? <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's been a long time. Like
0: I remember you talking about this character when you when we lived together, and <laughs> that is now a, a, over a year ago. So yeah. like, man, you you have had this homebrew villain for a long time in this plan of his.
1: He's been. And you, in their lives directly since around level 11, pretty much.
0: Jesus. And
1: they're level 17 now. Oh, God. I'm a great DM, I swear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's freaking awesome. You, you did all of this lead up and you got to do the big boss fight. Yeah. Like, that's freaking cool.
1: And it was in the abyss of all places. <laughs> I know. That's
0: so cool.
1: And so Valendra's like, all right we're done here. Uh, just understand that even though we helped each other out next time we see each other, nice to see these are done. Yeah. And they kind of just like salute with the middle finger and she left and then they went back home and they're like, all right, well what next? <laughs> <laughs> and so they had to really sit there and like wonder about it because going home also meant a few other things along with that. Um, the, the whole initial part of this is that they realized an entire city was gone from um, Feyrune. It was just entirely transported, like teleported out of the mm-hmm. out of the realm. And through defeating Lucian Malkanis, they were able to, through a very very convoluted <laughs> ritual that involved my bard slash warlock to like nearly die because it took that much power from her they brought that entire city back. And granted, oh, wow. the city is like worse for wear. It's only got a hundred people as opposed to like the 8,000 it once was. Jesus. And uh, they decided they have to kind of start again. And the players felt kind of responsible for helping bring the city back into life. And so one of the players, my the bard warlock, who specifically almost died bringing the city back, um, she has a personal investment in it she wants to help the city flourish she also has an investment from her personal matter because her mom raised her to be like a noble in mm-hmm. water deep she raised her to be a big power player and so as soon as the concept of a council being brought back up for this small city she's like i'm gonna have a part of this council but mm. i'm not gonna stay in this city i'm gonna be an ambassador for this city to other cities in faerun and I'm going to spread the word, and I'm going to get alliances. I'm going to become the greatest thing the city ever needed.
0: So so I, I had originally planned to, like, start asking you questions about, like, you know, how, like, has the game been going with people in other areas and stuff like that. But I kind of want to, like, position it over. So so your characters are level 17.
1: Uh, 16. I double-checked.
0: <laughs> 16. Okay. So that's still pretty high. Like, yeah. so... Really, you still you only have four levels left before twenty, or Mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean you have four levels and they're and they hit twenty. Yeah. So, are they gonna keep playing, or like are you going to twenty?
1: Yeah, I told them when we were level one and they washed up on the beach of Neverwinter. I'm like, this is a level one to twenty campaign, guys. I I plan to go all the way, and if you want, we can go further. And wow. So yeah, they're they're in it for the long haul here.
0: (laughs) So. Do you already like? Do you already like know like? I obviously you know don't say here because players might listen to it. <laughs> but like, do do you know what you're doing next?
1: Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of steps in between, like the final end battle, which, um, like. I've kind of told my players this too. I'm like, hey, just to give you guys an idea of like where we're at plot wise, because they're like, oh, we're ready. We're ready for the next thing. I'm like, okay, so here, here's your options. <laughs> um, funny enough, the, the level 20 thing is actually not a plot thing. It's actually a personal background thing. And it's because mm. uh, I've mentioned this <laughs> through our uh, twitter it's It's because it's a problem that the gods themselves haven't been able to fix. And so that's where level twenty adventurers with a personal investment in this problem can fix it. Wow. um and of course, that's at that point where it's like they're that powerful where they're like trumping where the gods are able to do things. It's like they're they're at that proper tier level, yeah and so i i have a rough outline of like what they are doing next um right now it's personal motivation of where they want to go because Man, that... they've set themselves up and it's it's rather exciting right now because i have no idea what they're doing and they don't know what they're doing but we have an idea that whatever they're doing it's going to benefit the world
0: <laughs> it, it it sounds like uh And I say this not in a bad way. It sounds like it's filler episode time, but like those filler episodes meaning character development. Yeah. Like we're not, it's not this episode. We go and face the next thing before we face the thing after that. It's, it's like, Hey, this is the episode where like, we're just going to chill and like have some self discovery and like, Mm -hmm. you know, forward our character's path. That's cool. Um, Yeah. I, I think that that is, that's needed, especially in a campaign that's been going as long as this one. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking, i still can't believe they're level 16 that is insane yeah um,
1: um i do want to mention like so they understand Valindra's motivation right now she has an orb of dragon kind which mm-hmm. i've tweaked it's there's three in the world one can talk to all dragons one can control all dragons within a specific radius and one can control a dragon no matter where they are in the world mm. Valindra has the one where they can control all dragons in a certain radius they have confirmed that yeah. And (laughs) so, they're they're like, okay, well, what's our next step? Well, we have to deal with all the dragons in this fucking area, so she doesn't have any dragons she can use. (laughs) Oh my god!
0: So what? What's really funny or what's interesting for me about that is the fact that, like, when I was running Valindra in fourth edition, she she's the one that made in my world the ring of dragons that could control freaking dragons just like that so that's that i love that that's still that's in the that that is in your game
1: see now i i'm i i'm inspired by that and for the sake of spoilers because i know spencer listens to this it's like um i've tweaked i've tweaked it
0: okay okay (laughs)
1: um but I, i i brought that up specifically because i did something um the last time we played that i've never done before and i we we, as a table, role-played an entire fight with an adult dragon, mm-hmm. and it was so cool. Wait, sorry. <laughs>
0: that sentence that sentence took a second to set in.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> y- so you didn't... So you role-played a fight. Yep. So how, explain, expand on that a little bit. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that?
1: So by this point, the characters are level 16. A adult dragon, honestly, they can wipe the floor with it. It's no mm-hmm. problem. In fact, the fight would be end up kind of like, y- you go in there, a turn later, it's dead. I've seen it happen with an ancient dragon, an adult dragon's going to be even no more problem for them.
0: Good lord.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, trust me, you've got all these characters, and they all have auras, and they're all going in there. Lots <laughs> of spells. They can one-hit KO a dragon. <laughs> and so I'm like, They have this dragon all the way up thanks to Storm King's Thunder that they never finished off. They, because it was at that time when they were in their story where a character died facing off these dragons and they're like, we just need to retreat and get out of here. And so they left and that dragon is still there. (laughs) And so they're like, well, we have to handle dragons because of Alindra and what better way to start than with one that we have a personal vendetta against <laughs> <laughs> vendetta <laughs> and so um, I, I i was like straight with the my players i'm like listen guys like based off of how i've seen you handle the monsters that i've thrown at you recently this adult dragon is gonna be no problem and i see no reason story-wise for it to be a complicated fight Mm-hmm. And because this dragon has been just secluded in her lair, happy that nothing's around her anymore because they handled all the drag the giants in the area. and it's like she's been just living life carefully and trying to just mourn her loss of her mate and it's like okay, so she hasn't gained any powers. she hasn't done anything because she's also has a bunch of wormlings that she has to take care of. So it's like the only trick now is that she has a bunch of wormlings. So I told them, they're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's like, it wouldn't be that much of a fight. So I'm like, okay, so we have two options, guys. One, we can legitimately hand wave it. We can have a kind of story moment of me saying that you guys go up there, you handle it, and you come back. Or you can play it out with me, and we can just explain how you take it down. It essentially will be a very, very long version of how do you want to do this except for the entire group huh yeah interesting yeah and it wasn't like it was a one-sided fight of course the dragon did save a couple of times because it's you know legendary actions of course the dragon did get a couple things in but not
0: so did did you roll dice for this no so so what you're saying is like basically you guys kind of uh uh um oh my brainstormed an action scene yeah and then was like well it'd be really cool if my character did this and you're like oh yeah but the dragon would you know defend it with this
1: oh yeah and so it's like He's like, oh, yeah, uh, Bertram's going to go up into the bell, and he's going to just ring out with his axe and just take down the wormlings in one fell swoop. I'm like, yeah, totally, 100%. It's wormlings, And it's like, okay, cool. And then meanwhile, down below, Roland is going to use, like, Beacon of Hope and have this aura where everyone gets automatic full healing. And, like, Twyla's going to Eldritch Blast to keep the dragon off of Bertram. And it's like, they all we're doing their part and party, like their party role, like their role in the party, not necessarily a party role, like traditionally, but so in the, role play form.
0: <laughs> I, this is so interesting because it's like, yeah, you're right at, at the level that they're at, that fight is trivial. Yeah. And I know people that be like, oh, well you still have to go through the fight, but it's like, that's wasted time. And, in, and instead of that, because, you know, they were going to win, you just let them be, cool
1: yeah and like like, i kind of started that when they were dealing with that city that i mentioned earlier the one that got teleported out mm -hmm. the city was swarmed with undead and but i'm talking about cr one half zombies undead these guys are fucking level 16 and they've got a cleric with them they've got three Mm -hmm. clerics with them i'm like you guys go in there every day and you go handle this until eventually a week later it's done And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, that was really nice. And they really liked that. I think I can apply this elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, that is
0: a really interesting idea. Yeah.
1: Instead of going through the motions with those, like what you said, trivial fights, it's like, just make it feel like a fun action movie instead.
0: Yeah. Because like one of the things, I mean, I said this all the way back on Dungeon Driver was like, you know, for me, combat is, it's like, well, what are the stakes? What can it do for the story what can it do for any of this? And like, if for all that it can do is just for the story, yeah, I don't see why you couldn't just do that. If it's if it's just gonna be like a fucking one and done fight, where it's like, why are we even bother setting up for it? Mm-hmm. That's actually a really cool idea because I, 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 I know it's, it sounds weird that I'm latching on to this, but like, there's been so many times where like. Because of time, or because like I see something, and I'm just like, oh, they would kick the shit out of that. I've just been like, you guys go through the 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 cape or whatever, and you, you guys fought some goblins on the way, and you just took them out. Yeah. It, but man, I never, I like, I don't know that that idea of just being like, hey, let's talk out this fight. What would your character do here when they see three goblins around the corner? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going to run up the side of the wall, jump off, and just take them out. It doesn't matter that we didn't roll dice for it. Because yeah. the thing is, is that realistically in D&D, you could have the potential to do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you... It, like Just saying it's like, oh, well, I rolled this and I did the thing and it was really cool. No one cares... <laughs> that you rolled the dice and did like there's those certain moments where it's just like it came down to the dice roll and you're like oh shit that's so cool but when it's just like I ro- ran up an, a wall and jumped over someone no one's just like oh it's cool that you made that check yeah it's just cool that you did it yeah. so that that's a really interesting idea I like that
1: yeah and, and playing online too has kind of shifted my views on that kind of thing too because it does take a bit to get things set up and to get people on the same page with everything. And this was yeah. the fastest we ever got through anything. It was like, and everyone had the most fun with it too. It's <laughs> it kind awesome. of like made me think like, well, wait, <laughs> How, <laughs> this is like changing my concept for D and D right now. How am I supposed to do this exactly? <laughs>
0: um, well, I, I, I I'm going to get more into it uh, later on. I, um, but I bought uh, an RPG called quest
1: Right, yeah, that's
0: been um, making the rounds on Twitter quite a bit. Yeah, it's been ma- it's been making the rounds on Twitter, and um, and I've been seeing people get it. And I was like, all right, screw it, I'm I'm in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I bought it. I they they shipped it, and I've read. They sent me a PDF, so I've read it, and it's got a lot of stuff like this in it. And I and I can't wait to talk about more of it because I think it's re- it has the potential to kind of change the way people think about playing RPGs.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. So yeah, we'll 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 figure that out more. But but how how has playing online been going how many people do you have online
1: so we have uh three people online as uh there's three of us that live together in a house so Mm -hmm. um half the group essentially is online um -hmm. we've gone through a couple stages of how we do stuff um kind of there's a learning curve about things uh and we eventually have found this setup that works for us um essentially everything runs out of the game room that we have at our house. Um, And it's like, I have my laptop. It's hooked up to an HDMI cord. That's hooked up to the table. That is, uh, that's hooked up to the TV, not a table. Um, And the TV is reflecting what's on my computer. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any like a DM screen situation on the laptop. Everything that's on my laptop, the players can see. Okay. And so I use discord um, and I screen share through discord for my people that are online And so they can see what the people on the couch can see and what I can see. (laughs) So that's how we managed to get everyone on one spot on the same page. Um, And then my buddy Marcos was very uh, nice and got me tabletop simulator and has... Oh, I got
0: that uh, too recently.
1: Nice. And he set me up with a, uh, essentially a DLC that is all the minis for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you guys are fighting a goblin. I could just type in goblin, and a goblin can come up. Oh, nice. And uh, and you can even if you buy the STL file for Hero Forge, you can pop your hero into Tabletop Sim too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure exactly do how, but um, I could ask Marcos and I could figure out how from there. But um, it's using tabletop sim has been super helpful because for like the first like two, three weeks or so, we tried to do it theater the mind. But then we ended up like trying to do half and half theater the mind, half like me having a, a small graph out so I can actually see where people are at because there's... At the time, there was six people and then three NPCs and then all the bad guys on top of that. So I'm like, I need a grid. And then from there, I'm like, this is getting more complicated to just show you guys the grid and to do Theater of the Mind. So then it's like, well, why don't we just transfer online totally? Okay. And it's been all right doing that. Um, I think the number one fault that's come out of this is that it's a lot harder for my players to really be engaged with the role playing as opposed to when they used to be. Um, there's a there's a difference at least in comparison, not saying that they're not doing it at all now, but
0: well we've we've had we've even had that problem in, in our Pathfinder game.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's it's more difficult to get like into the conversation when you're doing it online simply because it's less of a conversation and more of a I'm talking and you listen to me talk and then when I stop talking it's someone else's turn. Mm-hmm. It's very much like turn order combat in D anD D, except it's conversation, and so it kind of lugs things down even further, even out of combat.
0: Okay, I can see that.
1: Yeah, and so like this whole role playing with the dragon fight thing, that was like the first time where we were all like really just calling into it because we weren't really waiting for someone to stop talking. We still did initiative order. So I, I just called out like, OK, uh after you do that, it's Saphir's turn or after you and after Saphir's done, Bertram, you're up. And so it's like I would almost lead the role play mm-hmm. as DM um, versus where these guys could sit at the table and talk to each other without me saying a word for two hours. Yeah, yeah. And hmm. that hasn't been a thing recently, uh, which mm-hmm. which has kind of been a bummer because our our campaign in particular is very uh, like character oriented. We very much have like character arcs with all the player yeah. characters. We very much have uh, growth and just reactions. And when you're playing online, it's it's tough to portray all of that and not yeah. not even just that but your character themselves like <laughs> like it's one thing to be like oh yeah this guy's my best friend we've been we've been together ever since never winter and it's like it's hard to portray that friendship when you're not next to them
0: <laughs> yeah i i i get what you're saying like i i it's gonna sound weird when we go into mine after mm-hmm. after the break um because like it sounds very different, despite us playing online, but we've had a lot more time to practice with it. Um, but I get what you're saying, because like my 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 relation to that is our Pathfinder game, where role playing does feel. Di- I had a character, like Spencer and I, both had character voices when we were in person. We've barely ever done them online. Yeah. Um. There there is just something different about it. Um. And, and, and I don't know what it, I don't know why it would be because really it, it, like if you're thinking of, if you think of this in terms of like, let's just say acting, like if you're uh, uh acting on stage with someone or on set or something like that, that would be the equivalent of, of doing like a character voice and like staying in character mm-hmm. and doing stuff. And essentially we've just moved to doing voice acting. Um, or like and table there's...
1: reads versus actual yeah. on stage. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and like, in voice acting, like most of the time, I believe you're alone in a booth, but there are some shows that record the whole cast. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the, like essentially we're just, you know, we're going to having a microphone in front of our face, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, And I don't know why that simple thing of just looking at the screen, having the microphone here, I no longer do a character voice or, you know, get as in character as I was and more have a stepped back, you know, Getek's going to go do this, Getek does this and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know what it is. It, it it it's very strange.
1: Yeah, no, I 100% understand that cuz I would I, actually
0: I, like to hear from our <laughs> listeners about that. Like if you've switched to online games and you found the same thing, please write in. We would love to hear about this.
1: Definitely cuz like I think that's the huge difference between your group and my group, Trevor, is the fact that like we like my group played in person for years yeah, and yeah. we got into this groove and how we do things and how we react to each other like that's just how we play whereas like your group didn't quite have that opportunity and so you you played from online really mm-hmm. since the beginning especially with golden pals like mm-hmm. but you didn't have that opportunity to play in person no. <laughs> so it's like i think that's where the biggest take like differences is is, is where you start it's because it's like
0: well like i i I mean i guess the thing is i'm like well i'm i'm i dm for them for golden pals but like i guess it's so much of a disconnect between being the dm and a player that like i don't carry over any of the stuff from golden pals into pathfinder um yeah so well i mean i I
1: think you build up what your character is based on like who's around you and so it's like being able to do quick talk backs like is something that builds up your character, and if all of a sudden that bit is taken away from you, then there goes a piece of your character that you don't realize you're missing very much. Yeah, and it's you don't realize you're missing it either until someone either points it out or says they're also having the same problem, and then you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I haven't been doing this at all. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like uh, it's, it's it's been it's been tricky being online. Uh, we still play for the sake of like we want to. Like find where this story goes, but I can definitely get the feel that everyone is like just eager to, to get back in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's take a, a quick break to do uh, two of our normally scheduled things. Uh, you know, we occasionally do that around here. Yeah. Um, first, we're going to do some Champions Loot. Um, th- this uh, is a code that you can put into Idle Champions on any of the platforms that it is available on, and you can get a free gold chest on us. So let's go ahead and give away that code. It is N-E-W-T-P-A-I-D-S-O-D-S. Put that in, get a free gold chest on us, and then take a screenshot and send it to us on Twitter at Difficulty Class. We'd love to see what you get, especially if you use that code last week for two for two yeah. chests. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I that, was, that was neat putting that. Putting I put a in read table and know. I got two chests. It was, I was, it was so happy. Cool. Like, I, was, I didn't
1: get any purples, but now I'm down to the next one of one chest will have a purple. So I'm like, yes. Yeah, nuked pig sods will do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so lo- here, here's a quick behind the scenes thing for you, listeners. Um, there was like there, there was a weird gremlin in the tech glitch, and for some reason, it generated three codes for us this week. And I told, I, I this has happened before. And I told them, like I'm not, I'm only using one. I'm not getting greedy. I don't want to like you know any bad will or anything like that. But they're like, just go ahead and pick one of the codes to give. And I'm just like, <laughs> that says sods. <laughs> 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 like I'm gonna use that one um but yeah so uh yeah you play some Isles Champions have some mm-hmm. fun stuff Beetle and Grim are coming this week or yes. they're here now I'm so excited <laughs> Me too. oh my god <laughs> ah! um but uh, let's see. Uh, next, after that, we're going to do our spotlight. Um, this one is, uh, we're going to be spotlighting uh, Tome of Delving for uh, on Kickstarter. So you heard at the beginning of this episode that this episode is sponsored by Tome of Delving. Thank you very much for doing that, DungeonNotebook.com. Yeah. But uh, we wanted to spotlight the Kickstarter they have going on right now, uh, which is for the Tome of Delving uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition version, which we have been playtesting. testing. Yes. And it's been really, it's been going really well. I've got my book, I've got my character, and I've got my my billions of feats. (laughs) Um, And it is a, it's a great little thing to have that's working now, not just for fifth edition, but for Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say is my favorite thing about it is he he's got this little like diamond like with an arrow above it thing for drawing out your proficiency. It's like you put. A half diamond if you're trained, a full diamond if you're expert. Fill in the diamond if you're master, and then put the fill in the arrow at the top of your legendary. I think it's a great system for just looking at what I'm proficient in. That isn't just boring gray boxes. (laughs) Oh yeah,
1: no, definitely, and it's actually something I can I can physically do too. So it's like if I have to mark something down, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is. I'll just mark it how I do usually. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: um but uh best of all this uh kickstarter is officially funded so it will be going through Yay! so you can uh put down money uh to get one of these books it is 18 dollars for the uh lowest level pledge to get a uh pathfinder tome of delving mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah it, it's they're gonna be shipping out in november well hopefully you know Kickstarter's kickstarter is <laughs> kickstarter <laughs> um but we will of course tweet out a link for this but please go take a look and uh consider backing it uh it's a fantastic book from fantastic people so yeah give it a look yeah um oh it's my turn now isn't yes, it? yes it is trevor <laughs> <laughs> um man so it's been a, it's been a couple months
1: it certainly has um
0: <laughs> yeah it really has uh so yeah, last time we talked, I had my golden Pals game, um and I had been doing uh descent to avernus and if you listen to last week's episode, uh like I said, I had to stop that one mm-hmm. um and yeah i'll, I'll i I guess I'll talk about that a little bit more here, so like I had been doing both of these games, and both of them felt like they were suffering. Like it, it, it felt like I wasn't getting the right stuff at the right time. Um, and I, and at one point, like I, I only noticed it later. But when I had to like cancel one of the games, but got to do the other game that week, those games were stronger. Yeah. So like a week that I didn't do Golden Pals, uh, Descent to Avernus was stronger, and vice versa. And I know a lot of people run a bunch of games, but I'm also doing a bunch of other stuff right now. (laughs) Like I'm doing a bunch of podcasts and writing and stuff like that. And so like, I just really overdid myself and like, I felt what burnout was. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't have the energy and stuff when it came to doing two games a week, at least running them. And then you know, also the thought like, you know, now this seems like it might be a far flung off thing. But if we ever start doing the bookstore games again, that's another game that I'm going to have to do. Oh, um,
1: We had a call this weekend asking when we'd started up again.
0: Oh, no. I know. That makes me feel bad. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, that's really cute to know that they miss us, but it's not going to happen for a while. Yeah, no, <laughs> no.
0: Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was that was a tough decision to come to. Um, I had the thought about it. I, I thought about it for probably a month and it wasn't until like I had, like, it, it was kind of a fleeting thought. I was just like, maybe you're just doing too many things. Yeah. And it wasn't until like I had an actual breakdown one day <laughs> that <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to change stuff. So I I made changes to my work schedule and everything like that. And I had to cancel this game. Mm-hmm. And but the, something good has come out of it though, which I absolutely love. So, uh, after that happened, the next day, my one of my players, Garrett, texted me and was like, hey, what if you were a player? And I'm like, are you talking like an ongoing thing or he's just like, <laughs> no, like, what if we just did a bunch of one shots every Friday where we just hung out, brought different characters and played? I'm like, that actually sounds really fun. Yeah. So we've been doing that the last like month or so. We've uh, been meeting up on Fridays uh, this week. Someone else is doing it uh, instead of Garrett and we're bringing different characters. I've gotten to try out. I've got to try out char in fifth edition for the first time. Oh He's only been a bit of Pathfinder character <laughs> and he got to be freaking badass as all hell. And I loved it. Nice. And I've got to try. I got to try out Aggie Farseer, who is the monk with the, oh, the yeah. uh, way of astral self and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. And so I've been having a blast. With my friends in that group, just doing crazy off the wall shit, mm-hmm. and it's—I feel like I feel like we're getting more out of it than we were doing Descent into Avernus because it just—it—it it wasn't going the way we all thought it was going to. My whole idea of Suicide Squad meets Mad Max and Hell did not work. Oh no. Yeah. Um. I mean, we we literally had a point where like we had to have a sit down at the group, and we're like, "What's wrong with?" this group and yeah. it wasn't the players it was it was what I had done to it and so that was another one of those kind of like hard realization things I'm like these this thing that I framed the story and didn't work and I literally met with each one of them over the course of a week separately being like okay, and, th- and this was actually something I actually think would be a good idea for any group because it was suggested by my my cousin. He was like, "What if we had a meeting where we you sit down with us and talk to us about what would get us to trust the other characters?" Yeah, we all seem to not trust each other, so we what we could talk about what could happen in order t- for that trust to flourish, and then you can find a way to put it in the story. And I thought that was great you know it still didn't end up working out but I thought that was a great little DM tool to do and it was a lot of fun to talk with them about their characters.
1: Definitely yeah.
0: Um now with Golden Pals, um so oh man. The, 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 so we finished we finished two campaigns <laughs> in two months.
1: <laughs> That's kind of wild man. <laughs> Let like... me
0: explain. Um so um We finished Storm King's Thunder, which was an absolute blast. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, And what was really neat about it was the ending of it. And I, because I I did the same thing I did at the end of uh, Dragon Heist Waterdeep, where I was like, you, if you want to keep going with your character, do it. If you don't, uh, we'll figure something, we'll figure out a new character for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, also, towards the end of, the, the campaign my sister decided hey I'm not having fun with my character I'm like whoa alright hold on let's figure <laughs> out what we can do and we started talking and she went I, I want to bring my old character back so I wrote 2100 words that I sent to her about how her character came back <laughs> that she just popped up and it was great um, and then uh, 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 Alex decided that his character was going to he, he left the group to start in tavern in an airship above an ancient ruined Coliseum where he was raising two dinosaurs.
1: Oh my God. That's a real, and <laughs> and
0: like, and that wasn't just him coming up with shot the flight. That was in story and everything that like your, that. And he circumstances built everything led up. up to there. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, what, that's perfect. Um, Tara's character my, my wife's character she had a, a dragonborn paladin and I was like what are you are you gonna change characters she goes yeah I am and uh this character she's just gonna retire and go live with her wife and kid I'm like Aww. I love that that's so <laughs> that's so great I I love everything about it so uh we finished Storm King's Thunder um and we came back with new characters and I I what I was originally gonna do was go into a homebrew Mm-hmm. I was finally gonna do a homebrew. I knew where I wanted to go with it. Um, but one of the things I wanted to do first, because again, we I've I've had this like canon, like I've done all this stuff that every campaign counts, every campaign is in there. Yeah. But we you were in the group. We never finished uh Princes of the Apocalypse. Yeah. And I that had always been a sticking point for me where I'm just like, I don't wanna just restart that one. One, because I didn't enjoy what the book had in store for everyone. Um, but also, like, it felt disingenuous to just restart it when I told you all that your characters mattered. Yeah. So, I came up with a plot <laughs> that involved your character, uh, Nicknack.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, who was a, a gnome wizard? Yes. Yeah, gnome wizard. Yeah. Uh, Without getting spoilery for Prince of the Apocalypse, she did a thing that stopped time in that area. I love it. <laughs> she got this ancient power that made it so she stopped time and the apocalypse from happening because it was about to happen. Oh, shit. So um, the way I led into that is Tara, I told Tar I wanted to do this. So she made your, sis- your character's sister, How
1: which is great because you're sisters. Yes, I love it.
0: <laughs> Um, and, uh, she named her character Patty Wackle Nicknackle. So you are Nicknack and she is Patty Whack. Uh,
1: oh my God. I never actually heard her name until now. That yeah. Is... Her,
0: her name is Patty Wackle Nicknackle. And, uh, the, the other, uh, she also decided that you all have a brother, uh, named Bone who got, uh, turned permanently into a dog. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it started with her on the search for you because she's the only one that remembers you. Oh, yeah. No one remembers you or or the party or even anything about that group having anything to do with Skyreach. Wow. So she found the Golden Pals who are now in Neverwinter and also now Alex decided his new character is the brother of two of his other characters who are also now related and <laughs> The first character he played, who's related to him, now owns a farm outside Neverwinter, along with Saint James's old character.
1: Oh my god, I love it! <laughs> <laughs> so
0: he's, he's playing this angsty teenager, halfling half orc, <laughs> and I love it. It's so good. Beautiful. Um, so we got the Golden Pals doing stuff, and then Tara's character comes in, and you, they all went and finished uh, Prince of the Apocalypse. So they found the old group. I had all of the old characters there. Alongside, they fought off the big, bad, evil thing of Princes of the Apocalypse and and brought you out of that, which returned time to normal. Yay. And so now you're all back. And a, a, it was around this time that I had to cancel prin- uh, a, a, um, uh, Descent to Avernus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so here's the thing. I, I bought a lot of of uh, descent into Avernus stuff, like, a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> you really did. <laughs>
0: I went real ham on this. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to just let it sit there. And so, I I decided that I was gonna run that for Golden Pals, which I do feel shitty about that I basically have taken it from one group and given it to another group, but it was it it, it was purely just like I put a lot
1: of money into this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So what was great about that was Tara was in that other group also, and she was playing her old character from the beginning of golden Pals
1: oh the um the drow,
0: yeah, yeah, Leah, nice um, so I gave her the option of just bringing that character over mm-hmm. Because she says, she's like, I don't think Patty would continue with this group because she just got her sister back yeah. after seven years. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. So she's now playing Leah. So we have almost the entire original Golden Pals back. Oh my God, yeah. Which is yeah. great. <laughs> um, and, but we also got two more group members. Um, And I decided to do something that I had never done before. There is a level difference in the group now. mm. One group is leveled for uh, Descent into Avernus, while the other group, the Golden Pals, are way over that.
1: <laughs> All right. So,
0: uh, yeah, right now I have three level six players. And then, uh, oh, God, four level 11 players.
1: Ooh, that is a big gap. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So what I've decided that I'm going to do is... um. I'm gonna level up the lower level players faster yeah, uh, yeah, like that makes every sense. every two or three sessions pretty much
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh and until they get caught up with them. But what I've done because I decided I'm still gonna throw them big stuff like I'm not just gonna make it so the golden pals are like ah whatever we can just kill everything I'm like no I'm gonna give you golden pals level stuff and we'll see how the lower levels do (laughs) so what I did was I decided well screw it if I'm gonna put them in danger I'm gonna give them a fighting chance so I gave them legendary magic items
1: nice
0: uh I gave uh my buddy Kyle who has wanted a holy avenger since 2011 a holy fucking avenger (laughs) and he is losing his goddamn mind he nice. is so happy. Yeah. Um, but it's really great because he's just like, oh, yeah, I fucking cut this demon and then I do this shit ton of damage. And I'm like, cool. He hit you for 20 damage. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 so it, it's a nice little like balance out of things. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so they're in Avernus now. They're in hell and we're going through it and it. it they're doing... They are being the Golden Pals. I don't know how else to describe that. Yeah. Uh, we ended off last week, no spoilers, but we ended off last week with a bridge with demons on it that they need to get across. And one of the new players goes, oh, well, okay, I've got this plan that we could sneak up and get, like, a surprise round on them and do all this stuff and everything. And, like, one of the players literally looked at them. One of the Golden Pals was like, yeah, we don't. That sounds logical. We don't do that here. <laughs> So they instead came up with a plan where they're gonna dress up as a traveling band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the halfling mm-hmm. half or the halfling half orc is going to <laughs> make himself magically look like he's a member of Kiss. Perfect. And they're gonna be like, "Oh no, the demons are expecting us over there. We're we're we're, we're playing a show. That's their <laughs> plan. We're gonna see how that goes tonight."
1: <laughs> oh, that's exciting! I love it. You gotta, you gotta yeah. love when a good plan comes. Just oh god, yeah. yeah
0: and th- I mean, that's just that's just. The golden pals being the golden pals, and I love (laughs) it. Um but yeah, so the you know that that's that's how the the craziness of this group is going. Um but playing online, you know, with them, like you said, like we said before, I've been doing it since 2018. Yeah. Um and I I've never had the chance to run this whole group in person, and I probably never will. They're all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um and so because of that, I think that they have gotten into the mindset of playing online Uh, probably, you know, better than, you know, because they were able to do it in a time where things aren't batshit crazy yeah. and everything is terrible. Yeah. So they definitely had a one up there because, I mean, I have I have video proof. It's on YouTube. I put it on there of a time where Alex's character went on a date and then. Christy and St. James's character decided to follow them (laughs) and and like acted out the entire scene of how they were hiding themselves and then went up and tried to like up talk Alex's character and everything. (laughs) And it was all done in character. So I, I, and I've seen it done. I've done stuff in character with them as NPCs. But for some reason, when I go to be a character it's not there and I don't know why and it's irritating. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that like they it it has been interesting because like a couple of the new players um they they the they told me afterwards they're like that group has a totally different feel from any group that I've been in. Yeah. And it's not me doing it. They're, they're like, they're, they're, they, they've said like, we only play for two hours. And that's the thing. I only play for two hours with them. Like we, we start at seven and we end at nine. Mm-hmm. And so I guess kind of by that crunch of time, they try to get as much out of their characters as possible. So they're doing that. Maybe that's it. But they, they said like, because we have two hours, the way this group goes, we get so much done, but there's also so much ridiculous shit that happens that it's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they like the the two new players are are really kind of just bewildered by this group.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I can only imagine hopping in in that group because like I've I've heard it like as an audience member om- almost like when I was living <laughs> with you of you guys playing together and it was it was. It was totally seamless and like it, it felt way different than, oh yeah, the difference between your group and like if you recorded my group is just it's it's huge difference. And yeah, you guys have something that uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is, yeah, but apparently we do. It's a good something., <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, besides the mental breakdown, like things have been going great. Uh, the 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 with that group. It's just, it's a nice relaxer on Tuesdays. And then that Friday game is just so much fun to just sit back and just roll some dice and not really worry about, mm-hmm. you know, the consequences or like, uh, like the other great thing is because we know there's a boss fight. It's so like, well, I'm going to save those for the boss fight. <laughs> I'm not and then the I get stailies. to do like some really awesome, cool <laughs> stuff during the boss fight. So it, it's, it's been, it's been great. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and and not to discredit the our, the Pathfinder game that we're in. I, I think it's more just like we're like mainly running those ones. again, oh, I guess I'm playing that one. But um, like the Pathfinder game is is going good. We're we're making our way through uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a new player in there, and an old friend of uh, of Icon Minds. Well, and yeah, uh, uh, uh <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that one is going good. And Pathfinder second edition gets insane.
1: It really does. It, it, it really just, like, does. Looking at the leveling up too, cause we, we just leveled up again and yeah. it's like, oh, what am I going to do? And so like, speaking of these feats where you like pick and choose from like certain things, uh, my character is gonna, has the chance to, oh, what was I going to do? Uh, basically she has the ability to go for halfling feats, like ancestry feats. Yeah. And so even though she's an elf. <laughs> and it's because she's a bard and she's so friendly with people like it's I'm I'm excited about where these these characters are going.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I, I will say like the the progression of numbers is insane. Oh, like yeah. we're level 8 and like f- if, if I just normally, like, let's say my rogue is next to someone in combat, my just normal base uh damage is 4d6 plus 2 from my roguiness, then plus 4 from my dex. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's just a normal hit pretty much with sneak attack in there. Yep. If I crit, I'm doing more than a fireball. Yep. <laughs> like what the shit
1: <laughs> oh yeah and i mean like and now it's uh, the numbers are kind of like averaging you want to aim for around 30 to hit whereas a few levels ago oh God, it was around 30 to crit and so yeah <laughs> it's like the numbers are steadily climbing but i mean that's one of the that's one of the fun parts about pathfinder is that you you do get those big numbers and yeah you do get to roll a lot of dice <laughs> and it feels pretty good <laughs> the- I,
0: I I like the extra dice thing, um, but it's yeah, it's the point where it's just like, all right, I roll a twelve and add sixteen to it. Why did I even bother rolling? <laughs> <laughs> I um, that. But you know, Wiz, Wiz is still running and she's doing a freaking awesome job of it. She so actually, uh, real quick, I want to talk about this. So Wiz moved over to online as well, like mm-hmm. we've been saying, but she's been doing Discord and Roll Twenty. Yeah. So we haven't really got a chance to talk about Rule 20 and she's doing a great job setting up. It's like, it looks like magic to me because I've tried to set it up before and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, hell, even
0: as a player, my mouse doesn't even want to (laughs) click on the right thing.
1: Like at most, there's like barely a minute of like downtime of her trying to get something together and it's like, Nope, it just it feels so seamless as a player point yeah. of view, and it's like kudos. But I to, know she put in yeah, so much kudos work to Wiz for it for all the work that she's done for that because it, it looks. Yeah, it, the output is so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it like it is. It is a little weird using Roll 20 and stuff like that. It, like sometimes I'll even forget to like log back in. Like <laughs> like, like what some or like Wiz will say like, oh yeah, it's this thing on the map. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta sign into that. <laughs> <laughs> um so it, it it is a it is a different thing, but like I know with that group. We absolutely couldn't do theater of the mind, especially with Pathfinder. Like yeah. there's so many where things are in relation to each other stuff that yeah. it would be downright impossible, in my opinion, to do it.
1: Combat does um, feel a little more similar to 4E as as far as the, the board yeah. played goes. Like, yeah. Not talking about like the encounter powers or anything like that, but like as far as moving your character, it feels more closer to 4E. Where yeah. things are important to be this far away specifically, and opportunity attacks is a thing that is way more in sometimes, yeah, <laughs> in uh, the Pathfinder games than it is in D anD D, and it's like I feel like the game itself needed that, yeah, that that online presence because
0: I I do want to say real quick, um, so I I'm still mainly going Discord Theater of the Mind for the large majority of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been a few times now and, and especially more while we, when we get up into like the stuff that I bought for the game, yeah. um, I just, cause again, like I bought a lot of stuff for this and I want to show it off or use it in some way. So what I started doing with um, the end of storm Kings thunder is I got my phone I put Discord on it. I sign in to uh, another account, and then I put it in the call, and I have a little boom thing that holds my phone over the table, and I just have the mat down, and I have all the figurines and stuff that I've bought.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's totally viable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and we did that for the big fight uh, for Storm King's Thunder, and it went great. Mm -hmm. Um Uthal managed to stealth by an ancient dragon while he was the size of a giant. But, you know, that's (laughs) what he does. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, um, that has been my solution for it. um, Because I've tried to learn Roll20, and I'm sure I could. I just haven't (laughs) and but i get i get more of a joy out of putting it down on the table and like putting the phone up and be like all right you want to move here all right cool so that that one's worked better for me
1: Mm -hmm. i mean i think that's why i like tabletop sim so much is because it feels like the table stuff that i've like that i really enjoy um but it's still got that digital element where it's a little easier to maneuver
0: and you can do some you do some cool stuff in there yeah yeah but uh yeah, I think I think that's all I got. I, I feel like I talked a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's how that's how it's been going with us over the, you know, the the season of games and over this, you know, lovely lockdown and all that fun jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd love to hear from you all how things have been going uh, with your games and the transitioning. Uh, and, you know, like we had, we talked last week with Eric where he hasn't been playing as much because of it. So yeah. I, I we would love to hear what's going on with your games. Uh, send that into difficultyclass at gmail.com and we'll probably talk about it on. Uh, future episode uh but besides that we would love to get some more emails from you all we we are we are fresh out of the emails because you know you, you don't send in stuff while we're doing actual play games i get that <laughs> yeah um,
1: but we're back now we're, we're, we're in it back it. <laughs> we're, we're here
0: we're here Mm-hmm. um so yeah we'd love to get your topic suggestions your questions your advice anything you got that you want to send us you we would love to, to to get them in here and talk about them on the show and answer them on the show and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. so again send that into difficulty class at gmail.com and uh yeah we'd love to hear it and talk to you about it
1: yeah definitely um but i think i think that's it for this episode yeah 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 well That was our show for this week. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, the best way to do that is by leaving a review on your service of choice, as well as telling your friends about the show. If you'd like your questions, advice, or stories right on the show, again, send them into difficultyclass at gmail.com. And if you'd like to stay up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at difficultyclass and on Instagram at difficultypodcast. We swear we are getting better at posting on both those items. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So until next week, have a good game. Uh